Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> So, this is, uh, I'm going to introduce the show. This is uh, John Hannigan. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Show, August 13th, 2015, 
from Arkham's record room in an undisclosed location in the south of France. No, no, I just checked in on Facebook. Okay, so now you know where it is. <laughs> Thank you, Eden. Everyone can come steal the records. If you come, just bring gifts and money and don't expect anything in return. There you go. <laughs> bring records, too. <laughs> records or gifts. And make yeah. sure they have electro beams on them or paramounts. Don't bring the, the crappy... Sacred objects from my shrines or sacred records for John or or they could be Everybody the introduce themselves. We have many special guests today on the Old Time Radio Show. So let's go around the room. Everybody say hello. Do I have to? What's your name? Eden. Okay. <laughs> What's your affiliation? <laughs> Sitting here. Okay. Next. All right, that was it's a great Mrs. Crumb. I'm the wife. <laughs> okay. R. Crumb, and it's my record collection. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm a visitor. Okay. And pasta. And we just listened to Hapala Dance by Stefan and Hagaz Orchestra. That, that, that was, was pretty cool. Good. And that's on the Pharos label from about uh, 1927. Yeah. And there's a sticker on the label. It says, sold by J. Neshanian. And it has an address on 22nd Street in San Francisco. Wow. Hey. Everybody go there instead. Of here. It has an address. 3275 22nd Street. Well, there yeah. is a huge That's Armenian, the yeah, there's a huge Armenian community in California, but mostly in the Central Valley, like around Fresno. Huh. It's huge, one of the biggest A lot ones of in Armenians world. in Fresno, yeah. yeah. And that was recorded in New York. What Pharaoh's record company was in New York. At that time in the 20s, there were four Armenian record companies. In New York? Yeah. Pharaoh's. Huh. There was Parsikian, Margosian, and Shamlian. And there might even have been a couple others. <laughs> Interesting. The Armenians are very enterprising people. See, I have a couple on that label. Pharos? And, yeah, and I always just filed them with Turkish. I couldn't really tell the difference. It's hard to tell they're where they're from. It's like, you know... You could especially for me, yeah. Uh, but, but actually, now that I heard that one, I could hear difference in the melody yeah know. me too and yeah. also th somehow like coming coming from a dry place where the indian music coming from a more tropical place it's weird but there it's a difference yeah yeah dry mountainous place i don't know why but you get that feeling when you hear that music now when you were in san francisco did you hear any armenian music or are you just aware that there was no. like an armenian community i yeah i so I, I wonder if there it's were like armenian the restaurants i remember eating at armenian restaurants right. and i had armenian friends and they were like I had this friend who was the most successful business person I knew, and she was Armenian. She ended up owning a chain of restaurants. They were very, very, you know, conscientious, hardworking people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I never heard any Armenian music. Did you, Robert? You didn't have any Armenian records then, did you? Not none that I found in California. No. They probably were around. You know? Yeah, we were busy looking for like country records then and stuff. Yeah, you know? of course, right? Who would know? Yeah. I also wonder if it's the kind of thing where the music hadn't changed that much, if there was places where you could go hear more or less traditional Armenian music. Probably in Fresno and Bakersfield, places like that. I doubt it. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. In California. I don't know, because look, like, you know, I mean, you could have, like, bands playing at bar mitzvahs for Jewish occasions, and they would break into klezmer music. You know when they get done with their pop tunes, you know, right, right. and then or I remember going to hearing Greek bands playing modern stuff in the end, like when they'd start playing like old Greek tunes and stuff like that. So probably was the equivalent Armenian playing for like weddings and stuff like that, where in the end they play traditional stuff or something. I bet there was. Yeah, 
You wonder. Yeah, Cher. She's an Armenian from California. Oh, really? Is she? Huh. Now Armenian music has deteriorated into, do you believe in life after love? Those weird vocalizer things. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. Here's a uh, Armenian record recorded somewhere in uh, Turkey or something by Madame Lucy. Audio record. Another New York label I forgot to mention Armenia was Sohag. 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 The label of the of the Sarafian record company in New York. I'm not sure how long it lasted. And all these record companies in New York, they exchanged masters. Oh, they so, did. Yeah, Pharos, Sohag, some of the same artists, and the, even the the numbers are the same. So. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. You think it was all like one conglomerate label kind of? It's really hard to know how. Kind of like that, that later stuff in New York. That That's right, that conglomeration Metropolitan, of... Metropolitan, Balkan, Yeah. Ray. Yeah. 
it's hard to tell what the story is like there. Another half a dozen of them. Right. Caliphone. And, you know, they kind of, as with those post-war labels, they kind of look sort of similar. Oh, yeah. You Let's know. see that one. See the other one? Sohag. Huh. And Sohag also did some Persian stuff. There's like some of that tar music, that, that string instrument that they use. Oh, really? Some of that on there. It's, it's all Turkish, Armenian, Persian. It gets kind of mixed together. There's musicians that would play all these different styles, you know, according to what their audience was. It's a great label. Like a lot of Jews that played klezmer music, they also played whatever the music was of their host country. Like if they're in Ukraine, they would play straight Ukrainian music also, or Polish music, or whatever. There's a lot of Jewish musicians like that. They're itinerant. They travel around. Could play all kinds of styles, you know. Yeah. I think the Armenians were like that. I think to some degree, also play Turkish music or Persian music. The Armenians are like the Jews. They traveled around a lot. The Armenians were all over like Africa as shopkeepers and everything during the colonial period, even in South America. Okay, here's a record I found in a second-hand record store in Paris. This is an Armenian orchestra of uh, somebody named uh, Pelak Mikhailian and his orchestra. This is a European recording. I have no idea where it was recorded. It's on Polydor. Most of the Armenian records that I have are recorded in New York. <laughs>
That was great. Yeah. That reminds me very much of like those Black Sea fiddlers, like Sadiq, yeah, like yeah, really intense, really that, powerful. Yeah. yeah. That might have been recorded in Paris. I don't know. The Parisian. Uh, it's a French polydor, so I don't know. That part at the end was creepy. Mm-hmm. What, where he's talking and it went over and over? Yeah, that was like a, that, that record was like a curse. A ghost, the ghost voice yeah. at you the end. You think you said at the beginning, <laughs> if you listen to this music, you're cursed for life? Yeah, and at the end it was like, <laughs> kind of incantation. Too bad we couldn't understand Tribal it. witch music. <laughs> yeah. Another, uh, another Pharos record. How many Armenian records do you have in your collection, dear? About uh, two inches worth. <laughs> This is Nishan Keljikian and the singing with the orchestra of Gulazian. And the Michan Keljikian Yeah. 
great. I think that's the hardest thing to to get past in a certain way to get familiar with it is that the the, the rhythm is so strange. Yeah, well, they do, they do do odd like a lot of what is it seven eight and like odd time signatures yeah. just compared to what we're used to, which is almost always four four, mm-hmm. and the waltz is three four, mm-hmm. and in in especially in early American music, you don't get too much variation from that. No, no. Classical music used to have mm-hmm. variation, but it was still so right on the beat mm-hmm. that it doesn't you know sound odd. You mm-hmm. know, if it's an automatic beat because mm-hmm. it's always the emphasis regular but yeah. in this music you can't really feel where the downbeat what I would call no. the downbeat or the one is no yeah. or this, and where the pauses are going to be the little, little syncopated stops yeah, yeah. you never know when it's going to come yeah, or why it's there you think there's one it's not there yeah and it's really yeah. it's very strange okay let's listen to Hasvip Shamlian hey yeah <laughs> I can't read the song title but he's got a funky beat and you can dance to it Shamlian record Oh, my God. 
pretty good. Yeah. That was great. Also great. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love the, the musicians. That, I don't know, something about the way those musicians play that's really gets to me. I want to know what they're saying. What they're saying? Mm. At one point in the other song, I'm like, go down, get Hagen does. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> this music really speaks to me. Go down, Hagen does. Must do as the record says. Make sure there's caramel and vanilla and vanilla and caramel. Get some Hagen does. Hagen does. Uh, there you go. Come on. Well, the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> And you gotta do it like in a trance dance thing. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do it in a circle, like, I'm gonna get the hugging I'm gonna get the hugging is twirling at the door right now. Probably if you went into any store and did that, they'd just let you walk Throw it at you, yeah, right. Just take it. Those, those take it out. neat things they have in the, on the street stands. The those Donner Kebabs. Donner Kebabs. Give me my Donner Kebabs. What's that? <laughs> you know those big things, they cut off those pieces and make a kebab sandwich. Is that what it's called? Donner kebabs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone told me what's in them. It's really horrible. Like the leftovers, greasy ass shit. Just bone and yeah. inside. That's what you call the end of the line. Yeah. Like, yeah. Animal butts. Yeah. Fried it's animal butts. <laughs> <laughs> but they're Street delicious. Meat. They are good. They are good. <laughs> meat, meat. That's gyro, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what you call it. What are we about to listen to? This is a record I found in Uruguay, an Armenian record. Oh, you really are a world traveler, my friend. Yes. He's exotic, course. isn't he? Yeah. From an Italian guy in Uruguay, he got an Armenian record. I right, thought he never left Omar Facelli. <laughs> you you <laughs> turned me on to Omar Facelli. Oh, Omar. Yeah. Bloody Omar. He, yeah, he was so very... So many great records from him. Oh, yeah. Including an Argentinian Gus Cannon doing Feather Bed. He did? An wow. Argentinian no kidding. Wow. That's amazing. amazing. I yeah. didn't know that. Wow. It's a brand new condition, too. Yeah. And our whole label is all, you know, <laughs> different, uh, you know, amazing art. Huh. Argentina. Was he copying it or what? what no, it's just it was pressed for for Argentina. In market. Wow. It, it's a Gus Cannon and his Jug Stompers feather bed. Victor. Victor. Why would there be a market for that there? Who the hell Everybody's knows? Experimenting or something. Experimenting, I, don't know. I guess. I mean, yeah, see knows? what would go. It's amazing. I, I've actually seen other blues records. Yeah, there's a lot of jazz. Yeah. A lot of American, North American jazz on the Argentinian Victor. Yeah, and they kind of considered Jug Band jazz. That Probably, kind of they yeah. couldn't tell the difference. They didn't know. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, this record came from Omar Facelli. So this that was is an interesting side trip that Robert went on there. Yeah, tell us about trip. that trip a little bit. That's an interesting that? story. Uh, well, we were in... Uh, Buenos Aires. We went to Brazil for uh, some kind of a, a writer's festival or something, and then we made a side trip to, to Argentina. We were in Buenos Aires, and then you told me, you gave me that uh, contact information for Omar Facelli, and I... I called him and said, yeah, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you at the boat. So I took the, we, the, we boat, took the boat down from, from, uh, from Buenos Aires to... Uh, Colombo. Was that city on the... Colombo, wasn't it? Was uh, Uruguay? No, it was uh, Monte, Montevideo. That was a city, but first we went to Colombo. No, that was the different thing. That was a whole different trip. Oh, I what? went to Montevideo oh. by myself, oh. remember? You I were sick. You, oh, you yeah. were stayed in the hotel. And Fachel was very accommodating, you know, had a house full of 78s, and this was among them. And where, how do you know him? Internet. From, uh, the internet, eBay. Oh, buying yeah. records from eBay. You I started buying these Argentinian guitar records. I started getting into Disco Nacional. Oh, yeah, great it's stuff. Amazing. Great stuff. 
You know, yeah. I first heard about it from a Yazoo reissue with the huh. Loops. Oh, yeah? Really? So I first the Loops? Oh, yeah? It, oh. You know? huh. And then I started finding all these other huh. guys. And, you know, oh, yeah. in the beginning, they were really cheap. Nobody was bidding right. on it. was just getting tons and hmm. tons and tons of stuff. Huh. They got more expensive? Yeah, as I turned them on to a few different people, uh, and you know the same the, the, the Pat Conte syndrome takes place. You know, yeah, you share them with your friends, and you gave me information on Rudy Sazunik also in Buenos Aires, and I spent three days going through his records. Didn't you say he just like you sat in his living room with his family, and he had a cart? That was Omar Ficelli, who, who said, had dinner with his family. His whole had his whole family working in this record business. He said the internet just like the saved his ass. And everybody. Right. Uh, I mean, you can imagine the difference between these guys probably couldn't sell a single record to have yeah. access to the world and Montevideo yeah. is like 1950s it's like there's nothing there it's very poor it's huh. very you know it was nice I liked it I liked Montevideo you could write a book about these it's funny old fashioned town. These exotic I see that between that and like the, the Indian the rickshaw story <laughs> Crazy. The thing is, when you have a purpose like that, and you go into a foreign country that you know nothing about, you end up meeting people and ending up in situations you never would otherwise. That's right. way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or if you go to comics festivals and things like that, to literary festivals, you're there for a purpose for your work. You end up meeting people, and you end up going to their houses, and you end up seeing something very different. Yeah. So. But Rudy Sazunik had just hundreds and hundreds of those Argentinian guitar records. I spent Claudel, three days Claudel. listening to those. So many good ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was getting those from him, just completely, you know... Blind. Blind. Yeah. The percentage of what I got yeah. was so high. Yeah. Was, you know, I kept looking for a reason to get discouraged, and I just couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. He was a nice old gentleman, Rudy says, unique. Yeah, I, I've only corresponded with him, but he always seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and when he saw that I was buying, then he, like I, like I told you, he just kept bringing out these like cartloads of records. He'd go in the back room and wheel this cart out, f you know, stacked with <laughs> 78s. <78. laughs> and after this podcast, you'll never be able to afford them again. Right, right. So, right, we don't have any more room. <laughs> We're going to go. <laughs> Has to end sometime. Our 15 room house is full. We don't have it. If I have to get something that's one inch wide, I have to calculate where it's going to go. <laughs> I remember yeah. being here several years ago where he swore to me that, you know, he just he didn't have any more space in this room, so that right. was it. Now he's down the hall pretty soon. You know, he'll be moving into the living room. Listen, I went with him to record collectors' houses where. Okay, the guy, there's like a narrow aisle, and there's records in the stove, and top of the refrigerator, everywhere. And the, at one point, long before, the wife said, it's me or the records, and there was no wife. I remember seeing things like that. And then I remember this wealthy record collector on Long Island, Bob Altschiller. And he Altschiller. Had, he had like, they were in the pool house, they were in the garage, they were in the <laughs> guest room, they were everywhere, and they were just spreading. Yes. And it was like a normal house, like in Huntington, Long Island or something, but it was like, he, he had how many, like a million records or yeah. something? And a million His wife was complaining, yeah, he's filled the pool house yeah, with records. Can't, I can't even change my bathing suit in the pool house anymore. There's no room. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most shocking things like that I've ever seen is going to Pat Conte's house. You Never know. been there. It's just like a total suburban Long Island neighborhood. Like the most like unassuming house. You go into it and it's it's like you're walked into a, another world. Well, relics the time you took me there is... Okay, the, the main floor of the house is just his, his mother's house, and it just looks like a normal 1970s, you know, 
suburban home and then you go down to the basement it was in the basement where you suddenly entered this other world <laughs> that's unbelievable unbelievable down there yeah that's pat conti's I world mean, you know museums want want all this stuff like the records are the least of it in right. a way right and the records just go on forever <laughs> yes all right so what do we have here this is uh the m Takakjian Orchestra with the singer A. Kavorkian. Hey, Kavorkian. Dr. Death, yeah. Yeah, Dr. What was Kavorkian's story? What the doctor? Dr. Death. That was a guy Jack. that Jack. Jack Kavorkian that gave those lethal injections to people that cocktail so they could die and he didn't oh, right. drugs. He got in trouble for he it. Right. Yeah, but he, he went ended up in jail. Yeah. I agree with what he does. He was a yeah. painter too. Did you ever to see go? his paintings? No. Oh, his artwork is great. I'd like to see it's it. Great, great. Yeah. Okay. I could get it up too. Here's his grandfather. Fully agree with him. Mm. Thank you. 
prosperity of the 20s, all these record companies started in little separate ethnic series. But then the Depression pretty much killed the whole thing. Killed the record business in, in America. Depression. Radio kind of supplanted records as you know, a form of home entertainment. Made in Hollywood. <laughs> of course. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? This is Ruben Sarkissian. Armenian dance and his orchestra, made in Hollywood. That was that's the one you said was recorded in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. It looks like about 1950, maybe even later, to me. Yeah, it was a nice modern recording. 
sounded very similar to the older style music, but you could hear it a lot better. And they don't list the name of the singer. It's just Ruben Sarkissian and Orchestra. Great, great, great. You loved it? Um, My collection yeah. is magnificent. What'd you say down there, Pops? My collection is magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> like you just mumble that under your breath to yourself. It's a good feeling, right? If you don't feel like you're getting enough praise, just praise yourself. It's okay. John gets up in the middle of the night and like, kisses his record. <laughs> Sometimes. You ever seen the Voss Bickian label? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a couple label. on Vospikian, yeah. Duh. The post-war Vospikian label. Steve Ajdharian. Yaris Ismen Negvadze. <laughs>
say who the musicians were that's also pharaoh's recording from the 20s it's a little bit similar to persian music a little bit has certain things in common yeah so we're halfway between turkish and persian but i heard so so little persian music god knows what there was there what was recorded yeah i have some good ones yeah you do hard to find pharaoh's didn't even last a hundred issues highest number i've got is something like 70 Really? It's a 500 series. That's what they're all in this 500 series. Third Avenue, New York. Yeah. Gotta get there. <laughs> right. Somewhere there's like boxes and boxes of unplayed copies of Pharos Records in New York. You know what the irony is? Is like until probably pretty recently, one of those buildings probably had boxes of records down the basement of these old places. Yeah. Right. Somebody threw them away. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of another great show. We've lost some of our crew here. Oh, I hear him in the background. I'm going to play one of those Sohag records that's supposed to be uh, Persian music, but it's, I think it's a 
the musicians are Armenian, I'm pretty sure. Okay, we'll go out with that. Shah Byronian. I think he plays Armenian and Persian music both. Hmm. A couple of the Persian records I have that sounds very similar to the same instrument called a tar. This is Shah Byronian Tarist on the Sohag label, which is another Armenian record company in New York. This is supposedly Persian music, but it's, I think Baronian is a Armenian name. for the audience so long for a while we love that's you. all the songs for a while we love you we love your audience thanks for tuning in to john's old-time radio show Ooh, that was nice. please join us next time where john will chastise you call you stupid and say fuck off 
Thank you and good night. Well, That's I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every right. show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.